This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Very well, thanks. Let's start with the latest retail earnings numbers from Walmart, which has struck a cautious note in its outlook for the next year. Yes, um, it was really a, a disappointing profit outlook. And, and I think a lot of investors are getting a little nervous that retailers are going to have a tough year ahead. You know, Walmart is expecting a second straight annual drop in earnings. Their uh, finance chief is also voicing concerns over these economic expectations. Overall, the earnings were not that bad. Um, and, and when you consider they had a record December, there were signs that the economy was being, you know, supported here by a strong consumer, but I think what you're you're seeing is strong numbers with grocery sales, and it seems it was mainly driven by higher income shoppers that were looking for bargains. So there's clearly signs that this economy is weakening, and I think what you're you're probably going to notice is that we have a lot of unpredictability out there. A lot of this will be determined on, you know, what the Fed does. If you believe that the economy can continue to see disinflation trends uh, remain in place without a recession, you're you're probably going to need to see much more tightening by the Fed. To get inflation all the way back down to 2%, uh, and year over year right now, we're at what 6.4%, uh, it, it's going to take a lot more work. So the retailer earnings are, are, are not that optimistic. And I know before uh, we started, we, we were also talking about Home Depot and Home Depot, just abysmal. Um, you know, their, their, their forecast is lower. And I think the biggest you know, concern is that they're going to spend an extra billion dollars on wages. And that is going to really solidify that, you know, this labor market is still too tight. And you're going to need to see um, um, a, re- a recession really to to have it cool. And 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 I think you know Home Depot, Walmart are are painting the picture that uh, you know the outlook is deteriorating fairly quickly for retailers. And uh, you know it's 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 really fascinating though that this comes you know right after you know like a company like Walmart having a record December. Um, and, and and I think that, you know, for Home Depot, they're going to have earnings per share probably declined by mid-single digit percentages. And that's that's not good. That's not good at all. So uh, definitely uh, bad news for retailers. And that's probably going to keep um, some pressure on equities. And I think a lot of people, you know, they're, they're focused on the retailer because that's, you know, the, the retail consumer has really surprised us. And now it seems uh, uh, things are taking a turn for the worse. We've had a speech from Vladimir Putin today in his uh, State of the Nation address, and he has spoken at length about Russia's war with Ukraine. And I suppose the most pointed announcement was his suspension of Russia's participation in the major arms control agreement with the United States. Has there been a market reaction to this speech? I think there's uh, been uh, a lot of concerns that the the geopolitical risk that is on the table is 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 not going away anytime soon and, and that as this war continues i mean we're 3 days away from the 1 year mark of the invasion of ukraine and and i think there's concerns that um you know as the russian economy struggles and as you know as key parts of of the way this war is unfolding are 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 going to limit uh, the supplies that Russia gets. You're 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 going to see um, um, t- 
tensions really, um, I think, unfortunately uh get escalated and and you know the, the the nuclear risk is growing uh so so i don't think this really moved the market but i think it does just it's it's a reminder that is a major risk on the table and uh that we're we're still nowhere near resolving um the, the, this war and and i think there's uh probably a lot of people who are now focused on well what's going to happen with this war what's happening with the russia china relationship um there's been lots of <laughs> emphasis that China uh, is trying to push back on this uh, rhetoric that uh, Taiwan is next. So you're, you're, you're going to see that geopolitics are going to be become, I think, a big focal point again. Uh, they always were, but I think um, right now, we, as nuclear risks start to incrementally increase, uh, that, that that's going to definitely uh, be on the back of uh, several traders' minds. What has been a surprise, Ed, is the way that the West has dealt with the energy crisis concerned with the war between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, gas prices have in the last few days hit 18-month lows. Oil is pretty steady at the moment, down a bit today. Brent crude around about 83.5. So the effect that Putin would have hoped for hasn't happened in the medium term. Yes, and, and I think there was a lot of things that, you know, the warm weather, uh, and you have to remind yourselves that energy traders, they, you know, before the war in Ukraine, uh, everyone was so focused on this scramble to alternative sources of energy. Re remember, we had that clean energy initiative. It seemed that uh, people forget that um, there was a, already a major wave of investment. And, and I think that um, we're, we're starting to see that as this war progresses, you know, so is the transition into alternative sources of energy. That was happening regardless of the war. And I think that risks to energy supplies is, is still short term. It's still elevated. Um, but but um, right now, I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with an oil market that is... Um, I think it's going to start to see um, um, weakening global demand. Um, now, it's, you know, it's interesting I say that because, you know, today we, we had, when you take a look at uh, some of the flash PMIs, things have been looking a little bit better. I, I think uh, manufacturing activities, not so much, but services improving. You know, the global outlook is, it's, it's really, a, it's a mess. But I think overall that, you know, there there is expected to be some global weakness in the middle of the year. And, and I, I think that, the oil market is 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 likely to you know to to seesaw between balanced and um, tight I think and, and that's probably going to um, you know keep you know Russia's oil revenues remaining strong they're they're still selling to China and India um, but um, you, you know we'll we'll see what happens with the West and if they put more pressure on uh, China and India and and that's that's you know I think the big question mark here so we'll we'll see what, exactly what happens but for now I think oil prices um, you're, you're probably I think we've we've run out of uh, some of that uh, China COVID reopening momentum and now we're you know WTI is pretty much anchored between the mid 70s and $80. So and we'll see what happens. But I think still there's there's risks for higher oil prices over the short term. Finally, Ed, let's talk cryptocurrency, which has been remarkably resilient over the last uh, few days. And uh, I was also interested to see that Hong Kong is pushing ahead with plans to let retail investors trade cryptocurrencies Perhaps it's vying with Singapore for supremacy as a digital assets hub, but crypto generally is resilient at the moment. It is. And and I think when you 
take a look at what's happened to crypto. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, this crypto winter or, you know, ice age. I mean, when you consider the amount of, you know, downside pressure we saw, I mean, um, you know, after failing to, to reach 70,000, you know, 68,900 um, as the high, you know, pr prices came crumbling down to 15,485. Uh, so a lot of the bad news has been priced in. I think that you're probably looking at a market that has anticipated the worst regulatory outcome. Uh, and could it get uglier for stable coins? Yes. If stable coins were to go under, you know, would that be a $150 billion hit to the global market cap? Potentially. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there are still tremendous risks on the table. Uh, but, but I, I think what you're, you're seeing is people are, you know, taking a look at, you know, well, the, the larger parts of the market still seem like they're on um, okay ground right now. And, and I, I think, you know, it's fascinating to see the correlation between Bitcoin and, and stocks break. Um, you're probably going to see that, uh, you know, the, the, the moving Bitcoin, you know, you know, testing above 25,000 a handful of times now uh, shows you that a lot of strategists are saying, well, it, it just seems that, you know, call it short covering, call it, uh, you know, a diversification against the dollar. Uh, you know, there's there is uh, there's starting to emerge more flows coming back into crypto and the headlines have not improved significantly. I think people are, they're consulting with their legal experts to get a sense of, you know, how will the regulatory path unfold? But it, it seems that USDC is, is uh, it, it looks like they have the one-to-one -one matching that um, the regulator will want to see. And I think you're probably going to have a market that is, you know, still somewhat optimistic that, uh, you know, yes, there's some big risks for a lot of the, the, the big companies out there. But, you know, the majority of the key foundations of, of crypto are, you know, seem like they have a good handle um, still put in place. So uh, Bitcoin still seems like it's uh, not breaking. And uh, despite, a, you know, a tremendous amount of bearish macro drivers. So we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But right now, it seems uh, momentum is uh, potentially eyeing a move higher. Okay, Ed Moyer in New York. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.